Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji, with me is Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? Yo, uh, mixed feelings, man. We had no football today. I felt like a fish out of water. I, I don't know. What is there to look forward to tomorrow? Tomorrow is Friday. There's no football again. I don't know, man. The Euros has been great so far, though. How are you doing? The Euros have been fantastic. I'm okay. By the way, I, I, do you see that I'm drinking out of a thermos on the video? I know our listeners can't see it, but I made a big drink for tonight's episode. Because we had a big performance. True, like, we should true. celebrate tonight. I thought right? it was because the cat knocked down the last one. You wanted to, like, you know. Oh, yeah, I gave away the cat, actually. Damn. I don't know if I told you. That's harsh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't the drink. It's just that we luckily found a home for the That's cat. Great. And it was the cat's time. Good stuff. So, good stuff. you know what? Yeah. I hope that the cat is happy with its new owner. And yeah. And so we go. Yo, it's been so long since we recorded a podcast that I, I feel fucking awkward. I don't know what we're going to talk about. But we have a plan. We have things written out. Um, before we kind of get into what we're going to write and discuss, etc., etc., I'm going to plug in Ross's beautiful voice. You guys haven't heard it in a while. So he's going to plug our, all our social media on Discord, Instagram, Reddit, mainly Twitter. Like, come show us some love on Twitter. Say hi. Come say hi. Just, yeah, say hi. Um, yeah, so insert Ross here. Yeah, for sure. So you can message us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles at BantaB. On Discord in the DraftPL channel, BantaBoys, hashtag 6585. On Reddit, you backslash Banta underscore boys. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, and YouTube, all under the name of BantaBoys. So... Let's uh, get started, I guess, with our plan for the pod. We're going to have two halves, right? Uh, first off, we're just going to catch up about, you know, fan team, draft, budget, uh, lessons learned, predictions for the rest of the tournament. We'll take our halftime pints, right? Uh, second half, we'll run through some Twitter questions and DM questions. Somebody slid into Ryan's DMs. He didn't get any nudes, but he got some good questions. And uh, then we'll see what our, you know, plans are for round of 16 moving forward into the final. Because we're in different stages right now. Um, it's very interesting. But, I mean, it's better for our listeners, right? They got different things to kind of compare it to. So, if someone's in either one of our scenarios, it works out for them. Uh, yeah, let's get started. So, wait. Fan wait. team. How do you what? know no one sent me nudes? Like? Oh. Well, I mean, they weren't on the Google Drive. I'm assuming you upload everything you get on the Google Drive. That is true. That is true. <laughs> um, fan team, man. Um, okay, first of all, if anyone from fan team is listening to this, a kind fuck you. Um, I do love your platform. I do love your product. But unfortunately, I couldn't register a team because of some money issues with my country. I don't know. Apparently, you guys don't exist in my country. Um, why? Why? This should this should be a thing. You should fix this. Because I could have made some money, man. But anyways, Ryo, how did you fare, man, so far? How's it looking? Uh, fan team has been going great, actually. So I have two teams. One is about rank 1,000 and one is about 
1.8,000. What is that? 1,800? <laughs> <laughs> That's so, a number. Yeah. I think, I think there are only like 36,000 managers. So I'm, I'm in the top 2,000. Right now, I'm in the money. Payouts looking like a, a little bit of profit. We'll see how it goes. I think, I think um, I'm in a strong spot. The challenge for top 500 payout, hopefully. Yeah. So we happen to actually get a question on Reddit regarding fan team. I don't know yeah, so if you want to go through that quickly. There was, uh, it was Dave BRL 26 He said that we kind of misspoke on our last part where he told us that in the fan team's con- Euro contest that you have to play your wild card between game weeks three and four. So that's right before the round of 16. And he was absolutely right. So everybody in fan team should be on their wildcard right now. This is the only window you have that you can use it. Um, yeah. And then I believe you get three transfers before the quarterfinals, three transfers before the semifinals, but you can't make any transfers before the finals. So it's really going to differentiate the rest of the crowd now. Your picks are going to become so important and you're still limited to just three per team. So going into the final, if you don't have three from the two teams that make it to the final, you're probably going to fall behind. So it's like draft. You just got to get the nations right. Correct. It's like draft in that sense. Okay. Do you have any sort of... I mean, I don't want to spend time on fan team because they told me to fuck off. So, <laughs> I mean, does that happen every day from random people? <laughs> Do you have any tips, maybe? Uh, like any hidden gems you think are cheap that you know people are overlooking or potentially overlooking maybe uh it's it's so i haven't even looked at my fan team like round of 16 team yet but i like i like attacking defenders in that game the the fact that they get like 0.6 points for a shot on target mela for example he just keeps shooting he can't get enough yeah um, fucking love that guy yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I haven't been draft he's awesome yes he is fantastic <laughs> he's so trigger happy okay like so that that rule definitely like paying attention to that rule do you think that made a difference in terms of how you've been performing so far in the tournament not a great difference I think the bulk of it was really just getting the right picks doing a good captain that kind of thing the usual fantasy stuff but um yeah, it, it it helps when your player loses the game or draws his game, but he still ends up with like two point eight points because he took two shots on target. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you have any regrets with your move so far? Like how you went through that? Like any players that you wish you had picked initially? I wish I'd stay away from Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. No, but I told you. The only time I had to rely on my bench, Hakan got an assist, so it's fine. Yeah, he did. He did. Okay, cool. All right. So hopefully you end up with some money, man. Um, I don't know what you're gonna do with it. Uh, maybe I don't know. I might sponsor a prize for the draft. Um, league we're running. Oh, whoa! Yeah, yo, we're doing okay. We're doing two formats, nice. right? The league format and then like the kind of tournament tournament format. Um, that's true. 
I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's going to be like... You know what, though? No, I don't think anyone in our league listens to the fucking podcast anyway. That's true. So, no, no, <laughs> no one's going to hold you to We it. have at least two listeners. Maybe somebody does. two listeners. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. All right, let's 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 jump into the draft. Uh, I, I mean, I know the bulk of our discussion is obviously going to be about the official game because I don't think many people played Euro Draft um, so far or... Because, like, all the fucking FPL is open, Fantrax is open, you can go do mock drafts right now if you want. By the way, Twitter spaces. Holy fuck. Um, yeah, so that's the thing. Um, I've been live streaming recently for the Euros. Yeah, that's... What did you think? Because you've, you've been in the audience. I've been, I've been listening a lot. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy, actually. It's It's a great platform to get people on, you know... Just hear from random people. You could drop them off, and a new listener uh, becomes a speaker. That kind of thing. It's a bit like radio on steroids. Like, yeah, you don't have to wait for a caller to come in. He's already there. He's listening. You just make him a speaker, and then when he says his bit, just drop him off, right? Yeah. And you could just get the hair from several different people, fans from all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's that must be tiring though. How how have you been managing with that? Oh, it's fucking exhausting. I'm so glad we decided not to pod during group stages. I would not have been able to to do both at all at all. Like generating content and yo, shout out to Big Man Bakar, shout out to FPL Swede. I know none of you guys listen to this. I don't think anyone like who knows those guys <laughs> listen to this but yo yeah their content was really really helpful in generating content for the twitter spaces and just you know all the fucking work that we put in for generating those player stats like the pre-game who scored who assists how many minutes that stuff really really helped not only with helping with the discussions but also for our fantasy performance yo yo shout out to fucking sofa score yo they provide all the stats in their app. They provide all the stats on their site. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, in terms of strategy, like... Okay, we, we'll get to, like, how we went through, like, our strategy of how we performed and why we made our decisions. But, yeah, Twitter spaces, we're going to be using them because I got approval as a host now. I applied. So, I think we're going to just host mock drafts in Twitter spaces and just host random, you know, live sessions for people that are, you know, drafting right before the season starts. So I think it's going to be an amazing experience. I think we're going to have some special stars as well in the future. Yo, we had ex-Premier League stars like Carlos Edwards in our audience. It was freaking wild, man. It was wild. It was a great experience. It's just going to get better for sure. Agreed. Let's go back to the draft. I think, why don't we look at, you know, our picks one by one. Because obviously when we drafted our teams, we're like, oh, all our picks are amazing. We're the best managers ever. But now we can look back and be like, okay, I should have definitely not drafted this guy in the first round. Or the second round. Hint, hint. Uh, yeah, let's go through one by one, I think, each round. And let's uh, see how we did, I guess. First round. I got Antoine Griezmann. You got... Chiro Immobile. How do you think uh, our picks were for that first round? Solid, yeah? Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, Grease only got one goal. Yeah. He should have done better, but... He started every game. Hardest, hardest group, so it's fine. Immobile was fantastic. Definitely. He's now on four in a row for Italy. And, I mean, they had the luxury of rotating, unfortunately. Kind of fucked me for my last (laughs) game. (laughs) I mean, okay, like, 
you backed your team, you backed your player. Did you really expect you guys would be where you are? And do you think, did you expect to see the the performance and the the way Mancini is just running things, yo? No, not that well. Like it's going a bit too well. Yeah, you know, like I would have liked them to concede a goal by now, so I just feel more at ease. Rarely do people win a tournament just going straight through with clean sheets. Like, come on. Yeah, it, but yeah, Italy look amazing. Fuck. Yeah, they look great. Uh, you, let's look at uh, the second pick round. So you went with Thomas Muller. I went with Bruno Fernandez. I think you definitely had the better second pick there. I mean, they both shit the bed, right? <laughs> yeah, they No did. points from either. So <laughs> Bruno dropped out his squad. He came on as a sub. Muller dropped out because he was a he had a little knock or something. Yeah, something. Wild I think like he's going to play. Yeah, Bruno, Bruno, you don't even know. Dude, I, I have no idea, and I fucking hate Bruno for scoring that brace before the tournament started. That's the main reason he went onto my radar. Yeah, same here. Like, I, I feel like if he didn't score those, looking at the like the pool of options moving forward, mm, I would have maybe gone for like Sterling or maybe Eden Hazard. I think I would probably gone for Hazard at that point. Hmm, that's fair. Bruno, because, okay, Hazard went right after Bruno Fernandes, so there you go, right? Fucking Bruno, man. I hate Bruno so much. Um, Alright, let's look at the third round. I went for Insigne, you went for Ferran Torres. I fucking won that shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, Ferran can't buy a start right now, but yeah. at least he scored off the bench. I'm happy with his last game. It was game. a great finish. His like, first touch as well, right? With the back heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um... Arguably, he's do- doing more off the bench, so I'm, I'm fine with holding. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I, you know what? Insignia could have easily been a first pick um, in this game, you know. Yeah, definitely. Instead of Lewandowski, I would say. I mean, Lewandowski did the job, right? Three goals in group stages. He just His team didn't pull through, unfortunately. Yeah, but what you doing with Lewandowski right now? Can't do shit. Get him out. All right, so we look at the next round. You had Diego Jota... And I had Christian Eriksen. I'm kind of happy that I picked Christian Eriksen because we kind of get to talk about him on the pod now. So Nice. Yeah, Jota, your pick. Great pick, I think. Solid pick. It could have possibly gone higher uh, seeing how Portugal play, really. Yeah, I think really it was just a group that held him back, I think. Same with Griezmann, right? Like They were in a tough group. If it was one of those easy groups, they would have smashed it probably um but yeah he put in a shift versus germany at least so yeah but we made those picks because we're focused on trying to get as far into the tournament as possible right that's the reason i picked bruno as well correct because portugal well should should but i mean next up belgium now they're up against yeah belgium. <laughs> well, we're gonna discuss that but yeah that's wild um but yeah jota i think was a solid pick for you because just that count the way Portugal counterattack, it's basically him and Ronnie up top, right? Yeah. So Christian Eriksen, man, um, what a fucking tournament this has been. Like great football, but I'm not gonna lie, big man thing, like I I cried a little bit. I didn't know what to do with myself when that happened. Yeah, that was that was one of the worst things that you just had to sit through, right? Like yeah, I don't think anybody really wants to re- recall that. Yeah, I remember like when that happened, I was like, yo, I'm okay if they scrap the rest of the games for the rest of the day. Like, fuck fantasy, fuck everything. Like, I'm done. Like, this is too much. This year has been too much. Like, and lockdown doesn't help. The situation that was still going on in Trinidad, like, 
it just heightens shit, I think, for everybody. Yep. But I mean, I w- it was quite heartwarming to see that, like, you go on Twitter and everybody's just wishing Ericsson well. Nobody's talking about, like, what would UEFA do to their fantasy? Would we get, like, a redo, you know? Like a wild card. Are we going to be given a free transfer? Yeah, free transfer, wild card. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, somebody must have asked. But you know what? Thank so God we didn't they, come across yeah, but it, So Exactly. Yeah. Like, they were, they were uncommon. Yeah. The majority of people were just like, you know, thoughts and prayers go out with Ericsson and we wish him well. We really want to see Denmark pull true as well. You know, everybody was supporting Denmark from that point on. Yeah. Honestly, since that incident, I feel like they've become the dark horse team now. I feel like they could potentially get to the semifinals. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And that, I mean, that was one of our questions for later on. But like, who's the dark horse from here? Yeah. And my pick is well is Denmark as well. Yeah, I, I honestly think that team is just gonna rally around Ericsson, and it, yeah, it's just gonna be like one of those heartfelt, emotional sort of performances. All right, let's keep going to the next round. I had Wijnaldum. You had Malinowski. Why did I get Wijnaldum so late? <laughs> like, holy shit! That's when you got him. <laughs> Yeah, I picked number 44. No fucking way. Fourth round. Are you kidding me? Like, Wijnaldum could it could have easily been, arguably, a first-round pick, I think. Yeah, he's who I have pegged as winning the golden boots of this fucking tournament. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Malinowski was a, a panic pick for me. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I benched him for his only points of the, of the tournament so far, which was that one assist in game week one. Uh... He should have absolutely smashed it in game week two. He fucking missed the penalty. Yeah. Everybody wasted his assist. But, you know, that's how the game goes. I'm happy he's still in the tournament. Yeah. We get to see more of him. Yeah. At least for one more round, right? Wait. I think two, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so, the next round, you went with Yannick Carrasco. And then I went with Thomas Munier. Fucking Carrasco didn't do a thing. But we, you like, knew he was not going to do a thing, though. But he had two full games to perform while Eden and KDB were out. Like, just an assist, something. Do you think that was a waste of a pick? Definitely. Definitely. Well, I mean, my one kind of paid off, but I got fucking lucky there. Thanks to Castania's eye socket hole yeah. in his head. I hope he's okay, man. I just wanted a piece of Belgium and... Same. I, yeah, I should have just gone Thorgan or something. Same. And I got more than a piece uh, with my Thomas Munir <sighs> goal assist and a clean sheet. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, I'll take them points any day. Alright, so we move on to the next round. I went with Florenzi. You went with Windal. Excellent picks. Both <laughs> jokes. Yeah. <laughs> At least Florenzi has an excuse, right? He's He has a knock. He's kind of getting through that. He might be okay for Saturday, they say. Um, Vindal has just been... Whew. How is Van Anholt keeping you on the bench, yo? Like, Van Anholt has to be the biggest fantasy scam of the Euros ever. Wait, right next to Tyrone Mings. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. At least Mings played out the full 90 and, you know, locked up his points in 90 minutes. PVA came off in the first game right after the clean sheet got registered. And then it was just like, well, Ukraine just smashed them. Two goals. Quick, quick. Like, De Boer is definitely playing fantasy. 100%. <laughs> Probably. He fucking took off Dumfries after that halftime. He was just like, nope. There you go. Not doing it. Too much ownership. Take that one point. 
Florenzi, though, I don't know if he's going to get back into the squad because Di Lorenzo played well and then when Italy went into, like, that back three stuff into, like, half the game for, like, against Wales, like, Toloi and and a Serbi, like, I, I don't know if, if you really want to play a guy that just got injured, has not been playing regularly in the squad. I mean, as an Italy fan, do you think you can afford to stash him in draft right now? Yeah, I, so, so I have both Di Lorenzo and I have Florenzi. You dropped him, I picked him yeah. up. So I have both, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm good regardless of who they go with. But um, I think Florenzi is probably still the favorite pick, if fully fit. Especially if they just want a little something extra going forward. Yeah. Okay. All right, so moving forward, you went for Dumfries. Denzel! At the 64th position, what an amazing pick. Yeah, so it was him and Vindal, like, picked back-to-back. And, and that paid off, like... Just because I couldn't... Decide. So, I mean, yeah. that Vindal-Dumfries combo was, like, the most amazing. Like, at that point, I'd take a dud Vindal for getting Dumfries. Same, same. Dumfries was fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. I have never seen this guy play before, and... What? He looks like he can score every game that he plays. Yeah, even in that 45 minutes, he he should have scored, right? Yeah, he had like two genuine chances. Yep. By the way, my pick after yours was pretty good, Yaramchuk. Yaramchuk did well, yeah. Right, he got two goals and I think he got an assist as well. Yep, that sounds right. Especially considering uh, Ukraine didn't even do that well in their group, right? They came third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of came through for me even in the budget game, yo. True. So, next round, I went for Gaia, you went for Arnautovic. I definitely did absolute shit with my pick, because he has not played a minute of Euros. Yeah, Ani's, Ani's a special one. He, he got himself that ban. I think he would have done well if he didn't get that ban. He threw away all his chances on that final day, so, you know, I'm holding him still, but he's on borrowed time. I mean, he is facing your boys in blue, so... Yeah, I'm not starting him, Okay, but you never know what happens in football. Yeah, that's true. Next round, you went with Zinchenko, I went with Seferovic, who I had zero patience for and dropped him after my first match day. Zinch has been a flop too, so they didn't keep a single clean sheet, I don't think. Um, he's done nothing despite being out of position. I think... Do I even have him still? I might have dropped him too. Yeah, I think I dropped him. Yeah, I think so, I would have encouraged that drop as well. <laughs> yeah. I did go triple Ukraine for game week two. Luckily, I had the goalkeeper who saved the penalty. So Yeah. Didn't hurt that much. And I mean, Malinovsky then missed the penalty, but whatever. You know what's really pissing me off? Ian, if you're listening to this podcast, mate, um, I know you're joining the Fantrax League uh, coming up. I am kind of not looking forward to that because, like, his picks after, like, mine, his was, like, Shakiri after my Yaramchuk, Donnarumma after my Seferovic. Solid fucking picks, right? So, yeah, Ian. John Stones right before your Gaia pick. There you go. Yeah. So, Ian, can you calm your shit, mate? Like, uh, thank you. Oh, and Spinozola before my Florenzi. So, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm just gonna rage quit this podcast right now. Okay. So, if we're going to keep moving forward, my pick 
I think it was my last midfielder slot. Oh, what a gem. I still can't believe that I got him at the 98th pick, Berardi. Yeah, he's been fantastic. And I think Chiesa went super early compared. So, yeah. hey, mid-right call. And you picked up Luke Shaw right after me, but now he's in my squad. Yeah, I had, I had no patience with Luke. Uh, and it was before it looked like Ben was going to be out, you know. I just I wasn't sure. Yeah, I mean, you can't really predict who's going to get COVID. We knew it was about, right? Yeah. But even the way they handled that situation was kind of bullshit, right? Yeah, I don't understand how Robo still played, but Mountain Chile had to miss out. That's a bit confusing. Match fixing. I mean, Scotland still crashed out, so... Yeah, they did. So sad, man. England were fine. Yeah. It was probably a lucky thing for England that they had to kind of switch it up. So I did make a rhyme. Let's hear it. Mings and Stones can break my bones, but Scotland drew at Wembley. Mm, I mean, it's true. It's it's better if you sing it. I was singing it when I was drunk and supporting Scotland. It sounded much better, trust me. I just don't have the vocals for it right now. Anyways, moving on to our next picks. Gotcha. You had Mendes as your 100th pick, and I went with Kimbembe. Who the hell is Mendes? The guy that we shouted from Portugal, right? He j- had just played a couple of friendlies. It was it was at that point I was just punting. If he got the start, I would keep him. But I don't even think I kept him till kickoff. I think I dropped him before kickoff. Yeah. I mean, I got one clean sheet out of Kimpembe, which I benched. And then the other times, I think I was kind of forced to start him because my Italy boys didn't play. And then something else or the other. But, I mean, he's played every minute, every game, so I'm kind of happy moving forward. And France has a nice route to the final, so let's see how that works out. The next round, though, uh, I went with Maele, and you went with David De Gea. I'm super happy with my Maele pick. I was just waiting for him to score, really. I would have been happy had I gone Simone. I went with De Gea, dropped him before the tournament even started. Hey, whatever. Yeah. And then I think your last pick or second to last pick was, uh, no, it would have been second to last pick because we were forced to pick two keepers in this system, right? So yeah. your second to last pick was A. Lopez. I think you were punting on the possible start for Portugal, right? Correct. Right, right, right. And I went with Jordan Pickford. Really happy with my last goalkeeper pick because three clean sheets in a row. Yeah, I, I have been scrambling for goalkeepers now because I... Drafted two bad ones. I have switched my goalkeeper every single game. I think I started with... uh, I can't even remember who. Then I switched over to Bouchan, who saved the penalty luckily. Then I switched over to Schmeichel now, and I have cash for for the the knockout stages, which I'm I'm okay with. Yeah, and then we kind of ended the draft with, like, you know, random bullshit. But possible gem picks, I went with Piotr, who I dropped. I think I picked up Zielinski, didn't even end up keeping him. Um, you went with Tielemans. Is he in your squad still? I have no clue. <laughs> I have not used him once. I think he's still there. Yeah. I think he's, um, I'm just hoping, you know, Belgium go far and I'll just bring him on in the semis or something when I need a player. I mean, we can look at what our current squads are like now. Um, I mean, we can kind of discuss any good FA picks or trades or waivers that we're happy that we got based on, you know, what our squad looks like, etc. Sure. 
By the way, I don't think they've updated the fixture stuff for the next game. They haven't. Okay, so I don't know how we're going to handle that in terms of locking in teams, etc. Should we just have a deadline or are they going to fix that? You can still adjust your team and it'll. there is a deadline. It'll be the usual hour before kickoff on Saturday, but um, I don't know why they haven't uploaded fixtures yet. And the funny thing with this website, so the draft website we're talking about is on the draftfantasyfootball.co.uk website. The only difference is you put the word Euro in front of it. So euro.draftfantasyfootball.co.uk. The funny thing about their uh, site and even setting lineups is like the budget game, the official game, you know how we could tinker lineups until the game actually starts, the game actually kicks off? For the draft game, it actually locks an hour before the game kicks off so it locks when we get lineups right yeah you get lineups typically an hour and 15 minutes before so you have like a 15 minute window where you can set it uh most people forget most people forget to set their waivers that's the biggest thing yeah true (laughs) but yeah free agent pickups right yeah so why don't you go through your team uh right now i have schmeichel in goal dumfries toby alderweireld uh matt hummels uh Di Lorenzo, Florenzi, and Luca Digne. But he got injured, so I'll probably have to drop him and pick up a waiver. Um, that's my defense. I have Jota, Malinowski, Goretzka, Damsgaard, and still have Ferran Torres. That's my midfield. Up top, I have Immobile, Thomas Muller, and Anatovic still. So I've kept my forwards, and I rotated pretty much all the other positions. Whoa. Toby... Toby, I'm happy with. Yeah. Uh, Di Lorenzo, I'm very happy yeah. with. Well, you've got that position nailed, right? And as long as you have part of Italian defense, I think you're solid. Exactly. And Dam's got, I'm very happy with too. Yeah. You recovered your squad very nicely, right? Yeah, I think I was just a bit more active than everyone else. I, I used waivers, whereas everyone just kind of... No, you used free agent picks while, while everyone else wavered, no? Oh... So I, I used my waiver on Damsgaard finally. Yeah, last, you you held your week. first waiver for like the longest while. Yeah. It was the most confusing thing ever. But you know what? It might pay off. So I think I took a couple of gambles and that's what paid off. Like I picked up De Lorenzo very early. Yeah. And I picked up Toby before the tournament even kicked off. So Yeah, at one point I was like, I can't remember half his squad being this good. It sounded like you changed half your squad basically. I did, I did. Yeah. That's wild. Okay. Um, but y- you can maybe run through the, like, the tables and the league updates. I'm c- kind of maybe curious. You c- should explain to the fans how you kind of scheduled it before, like after I uh, break down my team, yeah? Sure, yeah, yeah. So in net, I have Jordan Pickford. Still got him. So my defenders at the moment are Thomas Munier, Luke Shaw, Kimpembe, Rudiger, Acerbi from Italy, and Maele. My midfield is currently Bruno Fernandes, Tolisso, Insigne, Wijnaldum, Berardi. And my forwards are Griezmann, Yaramchuk, and Weghorst. So I think I got Weghorst as a waiver pick. Same thing with Rudiger. I think Tolisso was a free agency pick. I picked him up for Rafa Silva. Rafa Silva got like, I think, three three assists in the official game. Some wildness like that, but he wasn't starting. He wasn't getting minutes. Even with Bruno benched, he wasn't starting. So I was like, okay, fuck that. And I got in a Serbi because Chiellini picked up an injury. And I think 
a Serbi could have a nail spot because him and Bonucci both got 45 minutes in that final group stage game for Italy. And Luke Shaw, I picked up quickly as a free agent because, well, Chilwell and COVID. I think he's going to be nailed. Could be, could be. Are you happy with your squad going into the playoffs? Like, do you think you can have a good fight, like a deep run? I don't think I can go that deep. Germany look a bit shaky. I think I have triple Germany. So I'm kind of hoping Germany and Italy pull through, but you never know. Yeah. What about you? I think your side is a bit better. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that I have the triple Italy. I have the triple France right now. I'm okay with dumping one France just because they could potentially butt up against Italy as well. And I'd rather have more Italy at the moment. Yeah, you have double Netherlands too, which is pretty good. That is what I think is going to be the difference maker. Because I think Netherlands, even though they're going to come up against Net- uh, Denmark, and we think, you know, Denmark could be the dark horse. I mean, Netherlands could also get to the semi-final, right? And that's potentially against England, Sweden, Ukraine, Germany. So it's, it, yeah, I, I think at most... Or at least I'll have like seven or eight players, I think, going into like the quarterfinal, semifinal sort of thing. And I think by then, like, it, it's going to get really, really jammy. Like, <laughs> you're, you're going to be so happy to get like two points, even one point. Yeah, I, at that point, I'm happy with five players. I think for me, it's all about Germany. If Germany make it through, then I'm good. If not, I'm kind of screwed. Yeah. All right, cool. So that's draft. Let's switch over to the budget game. How is the budget game going for you, Ryan? As in the official game, right? Yeah, the official game um, on the Euro 2020 website, the UEFA.com website or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy so far. I'm ranked about 19K, um, 40 years in Trinidad, um, third in pretty much any mini league I'm in with you. And, of course, I'm there because you are ahead of me. Big Man Bakar is ahead of me. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's, it's going okay, I guess. It's going all right. Yo, did you buy a lottery ticket yet? <laughs> no. I mean, no one gives a fuck. I, I mean, I posted it and nothing happened. And I didn't expect anything to happen. And, I mean, we didn't really post because I wanted a reaction out of it. I was more hoping we could get traction, you know, more listeners, more questions. I don't think anyone cares, mate. Yeah, probably not. I told my sister about it and uh, she was pretty upset because I helped her with her betting pool predictions for her friends and stuff. And she's dead last, by the way. Um, Jeez. Yeah. So <laughs> she she called me to basically ask her fiance if, well, I mean her husband, sorry. Uh, if she could <laughs> copy his sheet because he is actually first in the betting pool. So seriously, yeah. I mean, it worked out well, right? It, it, she she's at the bottom, he's at the top, and and she she had some insert really weird sex joke there, but I forgot what it was. Ah. Uh. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, I'm currently three thousand and eighty two in the world. That is solid. Yeah, not sure how that happened. Yeah, I think you're about 20-something points clear of me, or maybe 15. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm 14th in Trinidad, 339th in England. I joined the England country just because I wanted to, like, I don't know, 
kind of show off on all my English mates because I mean most of our <laughs> guys and maniacs are all English so yeah you know another table to kind of beat them on but yeah I'm really fucking I, I can't believe my start I'm over the moon but I'm trying to stay like focused because I know I will definitely fuck this up it can only go south from here but yeah I'm yo I'm higher than like big man Bakar and Yo, I know you don't listen to the pod, but yay, your all your threads are fucking amazing, dude. Like, I read all your threads, and they help me so much. And yeah, we'll, we'll run through it, right? It, like, each match day, how we've done so far. So, sure. you know all the fucking advice that we gave the listeners, like, before the tournament even started? Did not follow any of that shit. Like, <laughs> remember when we were like, don't pick Harry Kane? England, we have no idea what's going to happen. I picked Harry Kane. You know, we said, yo, Ronaldo's going to break every fucking record or every, you know, he loves scoring goals. It's a full stadium. Definitely pick Ronaldo. Did not pick Ronaldo. How many goals is Ronaldo on? Five goals. Fuck. Four, 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 four. Five. Is it's, it five? It's, Holy fuck, it, it's five. Isn't it oh five? Oh my God. It was 2-1-2, two, two, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, 2-1-2, two, two. shit. Yeah, He's go. He's leading the golden boot race right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three penalties though. Jeez. Yeah, fucking three penalties. Oh my god. Anyways, we'll get into that. Match day one though. Uh, I don't know if we had read out our original squads or whatever. I don't think. I'm pretty sure we had tinkered from what we had called out then. But um, definitely. Quick summary of my match day one. I got fifty seven points. I flopped on my captaincy in the end. Um, uh, I'll tell you like what my final squad looked like in the end. On my bench, thank God, I benched Chesney minus one. I'm sorry, Ryo. I know you're going to talk about <laughs> that. Um, I had Ericsson, so obviously moved into the bench. Cancelo got fucking COVID, so that sucked. Alioski got zero points as well. But my outfielders, Hradecki, 13 points. I was so happy with that. I had a back three of Pau Torres, Maele, and Kier. I'm just going to chalk up those Denmark results because of what happened to Christian Eriksen. But then in my midfield, Berardi got six. Jorginho got three points, which felt fucking massive. Three points, yo. Alaba at five points. Ferran Torres was my final captain. Ended up on six points, three times two. And up front, I had Depay, Harry Kane, and Romelu Lukaku, who most people captain, him or Ronnie. Yeah, not the best start. Yeah, you really pulled it back after that start. Yeah. My squad did well. I think I got 62 points. I I started with captain on Spinozola. I just kept it there. His nine points was enough for me. I had Mounier. I had Berardi. I had Wijnaldum. And I had Alaba. Those were the only people who kind of brought me in points. The rest were just scattered twos and threes with Maele, uh, Jota, Ferran Torres, Braithwaite and Lewandowski all kind of not doing as well as I thought they would and like you said Chesney in goal Jesus <laughs> how do I get a own goal and two conceded goals for my goalkeeper you know that's a funny thing after I was like all against him I was like yo he's a shaky ass keeper like Arsenal DNA I still fucking had him as well like I could have potentially had that minus one as well right but I luckily went with Fredaki. yeah but yeah, that just worked out weird. Do you have any regrets, like instant regrets that you should have stuck to like p- particular players that you had in like drafts, etc.? I mean, Ronaldo was one for sure. <laughs> so for me, it was 
pick two big forwards between Ronaldo, Lewandowski, Depay, and Lukaku. Yeah. And I went with the approach where I'm picking a team for game week one and three. Yeah. And Depay and Lewandowski was who I went with. I ignored Lukaku. I ignored Ronaldo. And out of those four, they all performed over game weeks one and game week three. Yeah. But Lukaku and Ronaldo performed better. Depay and Lewandowski performed all right. Yeah. So that was that was it really. I mean, at least you were spot on about Harry Kane doing fuck yeah, all. Yeah, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> Luckiest golden boot ever. I think that's why I kind of wildcarded in match day three. But let's jump into match day two. We both went limitless. Why don't you run through your team first? Sure. Again, I had Bushan and goal. Uh, I had Denzel Dumfries at that point. Everybody saw what he's about. I had Spinozola. I had Forsberg as a, just a random pick on Limitless. Yamo, I think most people on Limitless went him. And I had Antoine Griezmann up top. I didn't really trust the lottery in France. And I just had a feeling on Greasy. Um, and those were the players that hit. The rest of my squad was players like Kane, Lukaku, Mario Fernandez, who got very unlucky getting injured and having his sub out pretty early. Um, Danny Olmo, Wijnaldum, and Lucas Hernandez didn't actually even play. Dinia played. So, you know, I'll take the twos and threes wherever I could get them, but ended off the match day with 68 points. Um, I was pretty all right with my uh, limitless. Yeah, so my limitless went a little bit better. I got 73 points. I remember the week starting with Mario Fernandez for both of us getting injured. And we were like, oh, fuck, here we go. This is that's just going to be the start of something terrible. But you know, you know what? Um, it went a lot better than expected. We got massive green arrows in the end. I think the team that I had, so on my bench, I ended up with Yoris on the bench. Malinovsky got zero because he missed his penalty. Like we said, Mario Fernandez got injured. But I was kind of hesitant to move Wijnaldum to the bench because he had three points. And I was like, match day one, yo. Three points just feels absolutely massive in this game. Moved him to the bench. And you know what? It kind of hurts slightly in the end. So my outfield ended up being Olsen and Net. He got me that clean sheet. I had Dumfries as well. I had Spinozola as well, right? Those guys combined for 20 points together. But then Jordi Alba and Pavard got three points together. But then it gets a little bit better because Insignia, like I said, the three points felt massive. I kept that in. Yarmolenko, 10 points. Perisic, 7 points. I captained him, so he gave me 14. And my front three, I thought, was differential. And they all hit in small ways. Yaramchuk, 6 points. Zuba, 5 points. And Griezmann, 6 points. Yeah, that was a bold statement to go with those guys on Limitless. I mean, I just went for the premiums, Kaku, Kane, Greasy. I just, I couldn't bring myself to get someone budget on Limitless. But it definitely paid off for you, man. And you know what? I totally get that argument. It's like, why even bother use the chip then if you're not going to abuse it in that sense, right? But then I got to the point where I didn't want the money to kind of i guess distract me from what you know are the right picks for that week right and i go back to big man bucker's thread the reason i went with zuba was because of what he wrote about zuba and him being so central 
to Russia's attack and the fact that what he had the most touches or most shots or something like that during qualifiers like most big chances yeah sure. most big chances so i was like and you know what he could have easily gotten more than 5 points in that game against finland i think it was the game against oh finland. yeah yeah so i was i felt like i got like you know less than i deserved kind of but then the the reason I went with some random picks like Yaramchuk and Perisic, so the Yaramchuk one was because for some reason I have this habit where the teams that I pick in draft tend to outperform the teams that I pick in budget. I don't know why or how. It just happens. And why I went with Perisic was was the data we started to collect uh, throughout the tournament. So if you're not following this account on Twitter... XG philosophy, go follow him. If you're into this sort of data, though, if you believe in, like, XG, etc., started to kind of look up that data, and I was like, Scotland registered, like, what was it, 2.4 or some 2-point-something XG against Czech Republic. Yep. And Scotland didn't score a fucking goal. So I was like, okay, clearly there's something wrong with that Czech defense. I'm gonna take a punt. It wasn't going so well for the first half of that Croatia-Czech game, because... Perisic was playing in the wrong position, yada, yada, yada. The, as soon as they make that tactical switch and he goes to his natural left, the guy fucking scores a screamer. I'm like, oh, in heaven. And you know what? Kudos to you for telling me to stick with that captain of seven points. Because captaincy is so tricky in this game sometimes. Yeah, I I scraped by. I had to captain Griezmann on my final day. Luckily, he scored the only goal for France and I got this 12 points, but... I I was just so nervous the entire time. I got it wrong every single day before that. Yeah. Despite having Yarmolenko, despite having Dumfries in my squad, right? Yeah, yeah. But the good thing is, is that the information that we read on Twitter, we got to remember, is just a small percentage of what the overall community is going through. So even though those picks hit and we're like, oh shit, our mates and maniacs have them, we still got massive green arrows out of it, right? Oh, yeah. So, now we can go into our final day. And we took different routes at this point for different reasons, of course, right? Yep. So, I targeted Game Week 1 and Game Week 3 from the get-go. So, I, I, I just had to kind of back my decision there. And I just I took a hit in order to save my wild card. I just felt like seeing Spinozola, seeing Brody not make the starting lineup, and then knowing Cancelo was already out for the tournament, I had to change those three. And once I changed those three, I was comfortable keeping my squad. And I'm so happy I did. Um, what did you have to do? So, I didn't really like my Match Day 1 squad coming back into it. Because I wasn't sure if Lukaku was going to play that final game. Harry Kane looked like trash. I mean, I was okay with Depay. Ferran Torres, I wasn't sure he was going to start. Berardi wasn't even in the squad. If I looked at the double-up of Maele and Kier, I didn't like that going into the final game. Pau Torres didn't even make the squad for the final game. Eriksen and Cancelo, I had to take out, right? So I had, like, multiple fucking issues in my squad. I was like... I could probably take a minus four and I could probably get like dead on exact picks. Like, you know, had I nailed like Shakiri, Wijnaldum, that sort of stuff, right? On like minus fours, it could have probably paid off. But I decided to wildcard because I think after match day two, I had an overall rank of like 1500. 
or something like that, or 1600 It was higher than what I have right now. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it, man. Let's just have some fun. Enjoy the tournament. That Christian Eriksen thing as well. I was just like, you know what? I don't care about the rank. I don't care about the fantasy game. Even I told you, right? I was like, I'm not even checking the scores, man. I, I honestly didn't check the ranks until you told me, like, the game updated or you posted the tables, etc. Right. And honestly, I think that bit of atti- a bit of that attitude has definitely helped with my decision-making process for fantasy assets, I think. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't care about ownership. I don't care what other people have or that, that, that. Um, I think there were certain decisions where I think I regret not going with like my initial gut stuff, like starting the season season with Insigne, right? Because I was like really high on Insigne for his price as well. But I mean, moving forward, I, I think definitely I will try to stick to my gut as much as possible, but I enjoy the sense the common sense that you keep me grounded from doing stupid ass shit like moving the captaincy from Perisic onto like a potential two point or one pointer um but let me run through my squad quickly uh what i got for the match day i end up with 87 points and potentially i could have had more yeah i only had one guy blank for me in my entire squad and that was gosens he got one point on my bench i had safanov I had Jordi Alba, who I really wanted to play, but I wasn't sure because I would have had to bench six points from my squad. And you told me that it it doesn't make sense. I don't know if it would have paid off in the end. I don't think it would have made a difference had I moved the eight, maybe by a couple of points. Maybe two points. Also on my bench, Bernadeschi, three points, and Thomas Munier, one point. But yeah, my outfield... In my back, Jordan Pickford, six points. Toloy and Maele, six and eight points, respectively. My midfield, everyone hit... Piscina, who I gambled on in that first game, fucking hit for six million. I was so happy about that. He got seven points. KDB six points. Alaba six points. Shakiri, my captain, got thirteen points. Twenty six in total there. Mbappe four points because he won the penalty. Gerard Moreno five points got the assist and Memphis Depay twelve points. He also had a solid game. I think what he got the goal and two assists or something like that. Yep. So yeah, 87 points took me up up to 3k overall rank. Uh, how did you uh, fare out with your minus 4? Uh, I did alright. I got 76 points. I think that was way above average. Luckily, I didn't have to use my wildcard to get that. Um, so up top, I still had my forward lineup of Depay, Lewandowski, and Braithwaite. Um, Depay and Lewa finally hit for me. So I was happy about that. I had Wijnaldum captain for that game he smashed it with 13 so double that uh i had alaba i had ferran torres who came off the bench and scored so happy there i regrettably went with kiesa in that first day because i knew he was starting but it was between him and shakiri i ignored shakiri and man shak just smashed it so i could have definitely been doing better myself um but jota jota kind of blanked as well Munier, Gosens, and Chesney in my backline, they did nothing, but Maela came through with his eight points. On the bench, I had Robertson, who I kind of just felt like punting on this game week, did nothing. Um, my dud goalkeeper in Tim Krull, he had to stay on the bench. And then Ristovsky, just budget four million defender, just didn't pull through. Big zero. But yeah, ended with 76. He did what you expected him to he do. He did exactly what I expected him to do. So 
Yeah. Yeah, ended with 76, and I'm pretty happy with it because I got to save my wild card. Yeah, so this is the kind of point where I'm like, do you think I used my chips well versus... Oh, no question about it. Definitely. So I'm I'm hoping that, you know what, I just need to build a smart squad and I could probably have a decent rank settling in. I don't really care about fucking ranks, but you're making me care about ranks and I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah. So our strategies are very different, right? And we're going to discuss all that stuff in the second half of the pod. But you kind of also settle to stick with your wildcard because of a little tournament that you're in. Yeah, I'm in a money league and... It's there are two formats. There's a league format and then there's a head-to-head format. The bigger payout is on the head-to-head format part. So I just felt like the wild card may come in more importantly in um like the quarterfinal stages when I have a tough head-to-head opponent, and that 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 really was where my thinking was at. And luckily, my game week one side that came back in game week three kind of smashed it. So I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I think my game week one squad would have shot the bed completely. Oh, for in sure. Game week three. So, for sure. yeah, really happy with my decision. Okay, so I know we were going to go through like lessons learned and predictions and stuff, but I'm thinking let's take the halftime point now because it's been a little while. Sure. And I kind of want to top up my drink. So, we're going to take a break and we'll be back with lessons learned, predictions, Twitter questions, and what we're going to do for the round of 16 moving forward in both the official game and the draft. We'll be right back. See you in a bit. Cool, cool, cool. And we are back. Okay, so let's jump right into lessons learned and predictions. Uh, you had a couple things jotted down. So, biggest upset. Is this in terms of, like, fantasy, overall, like, tournament, Euros? I was thinking more the players, but anything, really. Yeah, not so much fantasy at all, just general. Okay, first thing that comes to mind, I don't think it was really a surprise for me, but I think general public, Turkey. Yeah. What a fucking letdown. (laughs) That they just did not show up to play. Yeah. That was just awful. Yeah. Happy they went home. I don't know if you saw like the images of like the jokes about the dark horse. Half the horse looked properly drawn. The other half looked like a two-year-old drew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw those. Yeah. That was great. Um, yeah. For me, biggest upset. Yeah. Um, I mean, that Denmark-Finland game was just... A shocker, really. Like, yeah. <laughs> how can you bring players back after that and expect them to actually perform at a certain standard, right? What would you have done in that case, though? Because they were saying how it didn't make sense for them to, to like, come back and play the next day because they were saying, how are they even going to be able to sleep properly and recover properly for the next game? They just kind of want to get it over with, you know? Yeah, so... They were given two bad decisions, like two bad options, right? You play it now and no state to play it, or you get no sleep and you come back tomorrow and play it. Like, I mean, at that point, what do you do? Yeah. They hopefully, they probably should have been given a better option than one of those two, but. I mean, in terms of upsets, if you want to look up like results, um, 
Spain drawing nil-nil on the first day and looking like they weren't going to be a, a scoring team, even in match day two, up against Poland. Yeah. Another big upset, Hungary's draw versus France, I would say. Big upset for the bookies there, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it was upsetting that Hungary didn't hold on. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a stat going or, or, around, I think, that in that group, and I've heard on multiple podcasts and on tweets, like, apparently they were the team that I think was ahead for the most minutes or was behind for the least minutes in that group. So, like, po- like that game, yeah, so, like, that game against Portugal, right, they conceded in the 84th minute or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't lose their other two games. So, in that group, they were, like, the only side who were, yeah, losing, in a losing position for the fewest minutes. Wow, that's crazy and true. Crazy stat, right? I know. Because they went up on France fairly early and they kept on top for a while. Yeah. Greasy's goal was late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, another upset I was really happy with was uh, the English upset when Scotland drew nil-nil at Wembley. Yeah, I fully expected that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call this an upset, but I was really upset that Slovakia basically bent over and took five goals from Spain. To be honest, I don't know Slovakia's lineup well enough to know if they rotated there or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was disappointing though, for sure. Any other disappointments for you? Upsets? No? Yes? No? So, it was disappointing to have to watch Murata play three games. I just kind of forgot what he looked like because he left Chelsea and I didn't have to follow him at Juve. Ah, uh, man, that was bad. You say play three games. I can't believe he started three games. Yeah, so I don't know why I'm surprised, but I'm surprised he's still that much shit. Like, Didn't you say that the, the only target that he can hit was... Okay, let me not make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a great season though, right? So, yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Oh, man. What a terrible... Yeah, the penalty miss, even his rebound miss from Moreno's penalty, missing the open net. Yo. Oh, that guy's atrocious. Yeah. I mean, I went through that pain, so I wasn't surprised. When I was watching that, I was like, oh yeah, this is what you expect. Like, I don't know why people are surprised by this shit. Like, No, agreed, for sure. <laughs> because, okay, I'll give you one thing. The guy has work ethic. Like, he'll chase a ball down. I'll give him that. But can he finish? Not really. Other than his head, I'd say. He has moments of brilliance, like... Yeah, with Maybe his head. five minutes out of the entire game. And if you get the ball to him in those five minutes, he'll do something. But other than that, yeah, don't expect much. Watch him be the hero for one of the playoff games for Spain. What was the meme? The meme with um Dubravka's own goal. And it was just like, everybody's so upset now. That goal went <laughs> off Dubravka. They didn't get to see how Murata messes this up. Like, yeah, I know. What an awesome own goal, though. I've never seen someone finish an own goal with such authority. That was impressive. Um, the amount of own goals, like, own goals... Is winning goal of right goals now. Goal. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So let's move on to biggest surprise performer. Who's the first team that comes out to you? Hmm. Maybe Wales. I think Wales... But I think that's Turkey's fault. So fuck Turkey for that. I'm, I'm sorry if we have Turkish fans. I love you guys. I know your national sport is oil wrestling. A girl told me that once. I Nothing happened with the girl. But 
Listen, like, I love you, Turkish. Golden oil wrestle? Baklava. Is, it, is that Turkish? That's Turkish, isn't it? I love baklava. Is it Turkish? I should check this. I'd probably edit it from the pod if it isn't. Are you doing a quick fact check for me right now? Yeah, I'm checking. I'm uh, checking. I'm pretty sure it's baklava because baklava is awesome. It's a common dessert of Iranian, Turkish, and Arab cuisines. Yeah, see? Now we taught people some culture stuff. There you go. Yay. Other than them, surprise performers, Wales. Yeah, I mean, them getting through, I honestly didn't think they were going to qualify because they had the likes of, like, Nico Williams and Ampadu in a, in a game. And that we all know how that game went. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's not their starting lineup at all. So, you know. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I wasn't that surprised by Wales. I wasn't even that surprised by Austria or Slovakia. But Finland and Hungary showed grit and I was surprised by that. That's true. Finland getting that surprise. I mean, even though that whole Ericsson situation, they still ended up getting the win against Denmark, right? And yeah. they could have beaten Russia. Like, Poyan Paolo looks a proper player. He's a, he's a decent man, you know. Like, he's a decent player. Yeah. They didn't have to rely on Timu, so... Yeah. Timu had no party, yo. Nope. <laughs> Uh, other surprise performers, I, I, I want to say this was a slight surprise, was Germany's formation during the tournament. They switched it out completely, right? I knew there were rumors going into it that they wanted to play Kimmich as a wingback or a out wide or something like that. And they ended up sticking with it, right? So Germany's 3-4-3. I don't know how you feel about it. Like, it's not the best thing. I don't mind the kind of width it gives to Gosens and Kimmich to some degree. I still would prefer to see Kimmich central in midfield. Um, yeah. I think they just need to get the forward line up right, though. Yeah. Something's still not quite there. And I guess Muller wasn't able to start the last game, so maybe if he starts again, just Nabri looks off it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Kai's looked amazing since his Champions League winning goal. Yeah, so. yeah. Havertz is, is up there. I can kind of transition into, like, flop pick or next category of discussion. Let's do it. Um, With surprise performer was the Slovakia 2-1 win over Poland when Krichawia got that red card. And just basically Slovakia winning that game. Like, Poland crashing out of the Euros was a bit of a flop, I want to say, and kind of surprise. Yeah, so if you think about all the players who scored three goals, Forsberg, Wijnaldum, um, Lukaku, Lukaku, and Lewandowski. Yeah. Everybody else topped their group, more or less. Yeah. Or at least comfortably qualified. And yeah, Poland just shit the bed. That was so disappointing. Yeah, I would definitely call them a flop pick. And yeah, flop pick 100%. I'm going back to Turkey, but I called it. And man, so Yunchu just does not fill me with confidence. And he showed it on the international stage. And you know what? I don't want to like shit on players. And like, it's tough being a player. It's tough having a career like this out there. Like, you're going to have a lot of criticism, a lot of hate. And man, yeah, it's just. It, <laughs> Like, I'm kind of upset that I got it right, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Individual performances, uh, there were some very impressive ones, like Dumfries in his first two games, Spinozola smashing it in his first two games, 
Gosens absolutely destroying Semedo in that game. Like, yep. there were some fullbacks or wingbacks just having fun at this Euros, yo. Munier in that first game, right? That points hole. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, how do you think Macedonia did in their first ever appearance of the Euros? I was impressed by them, to be honest. Like, Goran Pandev is still class. Yeah. He went out, you know... So happy he fucking scored, man. Yeah, so, exactly. Do you, do, I don't know if you remember, but we went to watch that Champions League final of Inter Milan and Bayern Munich in a bar in Toronto. Do you remember that day? I do not, no. Oh, well, I mean, we were drinking a lot that day too, so... Was Milito in the squad back then? Yeah, dude! Yeah, 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 okay, okay. Jeez, okay. Yeah, we've known each other for a while, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We were recapping when we saw the World Cup final in that bar in Toronto too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we gotta catch another game. You know what? We gotta make the next game live. That's what we need to do. Nice. Coming out of this fucking hellish COVID. Oh my god. Uh, anyways, let's move on to the prediction section. Um, picks for the golden boot from here. It has to be one guy, right? Ronnie. No. No. What? Not on my list. I feel like people who've gotten uh, like five or six goals have won golden boot like with ease. Yeah, but I mean, up against Belgium, if Belgium knock them out, I think Lukaku or Wijnaldum or even Depay have a chance still. Yeah, yeah. Wijnaldum for sure has a chance. Just because of his position in the squad squad and the run in the tournament sort of thing, yeah. That exactly. actually is a really nice show for Golden Boot. But I think I'm going to stick with Ronnie. Because I honestly think Portugal could mash up Belgium. Like They could. I don't trust that Belgium backline. I mean, I don't think I know who's going to start between Boyata, Denaya, and Vermaelen. Yeah. I think it's going to be Boyata. Yeah. I have no clue. I don't want to play that guessing game. No, yeah, definitely. Picks for Golden Glove. I think Donnarumma and Pickford are the only two keepers on three clean sheets each. Yeah, and I think Donnarumma looks like a solid shout at this point. Yeah. They have the easier round of 16 game. Yeah. Arguably the harder route to the final though versus yeah, England. That's, that's exactly it. If England pull through versus Germany, then Pickford should be able to keep another one or two. Yeah. So, hmm. Is there any other teams? Stecklenburg has what? Two, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Maybe Stecklenburg. Honestly. They've got a decent route as well. Yeah. But I hope I hope Gigi Donnarumma gets it. Like, I'm not saying that Pickford has had like an amazing or a terrible tournament or anything like that. But just that Donnarumma just, I don't know, just he doesn't look like he's going to ever concede. He makes everything look easy. Agreed. And I can't support Southgate's tactics, so... Yeah. Like those 1-0 uh, wins, yo. Fuck. Yeah, we're going to get into that while we discuss our uh, new wildcard round of 16 chip that everyone gets. All right. Uh, picks for player of the tournament. I'm assuming that's what P-O-T-T is. Yep. And that is really difficult in my opinion. If Kaku goes all the way, I could see Lukaku. He won two man of the match awards. But then now KDB's back in his squad. He's kind of taking the focal point. I mean, seven key passes in that last game. Yeah. KDB was just on it. Um, Why am I talking so much about Belgium? I have no idea. 
But like, who kind of deserves a player of the tournament? Is it somebody that ends up winning, ends up going far? Like, who tends to get it? Like, the, do we know the previous winners are? Can we pull up the previous winners? So, I'm thinking like, Modric, I think. Wesley Schneider, I think. I mean, I'm just rattling this off the top of my head. Let's see. Player of the tournament. Last year, uh, last time was France, so I think it was Griezmann. I'm just looking at the round of 16 teams. And out of everyone that's kind of like wowed me. I mean, I can kind of try and pick like who. Maybe, I mean, R- Ronnie has to get a shout, right? Five goals so far. Sure, yeah, definitely. I, th- I think Wijnaldum gets a shout. Just because I love how he's been playing for that team. Definitely. I think maybe Kier for what he did for Christian Eriksen. And how he just... No, that wouldn't come. Yeah, but is it not like a People's Choice Award? Or does UEFA just use all their corruption to pick somebody? I think it's UEFA's choice. Uh, I mean, other than them, I don't think I'd pick any like standout performers. Like, other than Wijnaldum and CR. I mean, if KDB goes far, KDB look... Oh my god. Can we talk about... KDB looks like a machine right now. Like, he's never been injured, like... He's so upset that he lost the Champions League final, which he did. But yeah, he looks on it, mate. And 12 million in FPL right now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah? Okay. I mean, that's still higher than last season, I think. He was 11.5, right? So, yeah. yeah. But worth it, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if they get Harry Kane. <laughs> to be honest, Jorginho has a decent shout at it. Like, yeah. Play of the tournament, that is. Yo, I was actually thinking Jorginho when we started this question, but I was like, no way. You're not going to agree No, with yeah, that. he's he's definitely there. Like, I mean, despite these, the shit he gets for, like, his lateral passing and stuff, it's undeniable that he was a big factor in Chelsea winning the Champions League, and he's still a solid factor in Italy keeping those clean sheets. Like, you saw that run where... He backed up the defender in that last game. I can't remember which defender. But... He had two big moments. I remember that he, you guys, like Wales had like great passing in the final third, and he like managed to get in between the passing lanes, win the ball, yeah. and win the foul. And it was like in your box, I think, that he won the foul, right? It so was in the box. Definitely yeah. cleared up the defense. And then I remember Ramsey had like a shot on goal or a chance to shoot on goal from like the set piece, the corner that they took. I think they took it short and Jorginho like intercepted the shot or like the Ramsey chance. But yeah, he definitely had two pivotal ga- moments in that 1-0 win. Yep. Uh, last couple golden ball winners for World Cup was Luca in 2018, Messi in 2014, Diego Forlan in 2010, Zidane in 20- 2006 and Oliver Kahn in 2002. So people that carried their teams then. Pretty much, yeah. So, like, Luka clearly was the ones that took Croatia to the final, right? Oh, dude, then Wijnaldum all the way. Okay, so I think now we can move on to the last one you had noted on for predictions, the Dark Horses from here. I think we kind of touched on that already, right? Denmark? Netherlands? Are they Dark Horses, though? I think so. I don't think people would have tipped them to get to the semifinals, potentially a final. I mean, they could come up against England, right? And it's England, so... They were they were on my semis list, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so now I think we can run through those Twitter questions. Ryo, can you pull them up? Sure. So, first question from Natty. Oh, so Tals at Tals1989. Yo, big year, but I'm going to stop you right here. Taylor Swift did it better. (laughs) (laughs) Big up the person too. When are you guys planning to use your wildcard? I'm thinking at the quarters since we only have three transfers then and I still have the option to play it. Also, so Italy versus France in the quarters? I don't think they can meet in the quarters. I think they can meet in the semis. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> they can meet in the semis. So, uh, yeah, potential semis for sure. Yeah, 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 because I think I have that written down in my prediction sheet at the moment. So when are we planning to use the wild card? Um, I already used it, Nat. Sorry about that. Ryo might be able to help you out, though. Ryo, when are you thinking to use that? I am definitely thinking after the round of 16 is done, right before quarterfinals. Um, round of 16, everybody else is going to have to be thinking long-term what players are going to stay in the tournament. For me, I'm just thinking about what players can smash it just that one week. Yeah. Knowing that I'm using my wild card right before the quarterfinals gives me a bit of more freedom to like, I could pick Yarmolenko and not think about, well, yeah. what if Ukraine go out? Like, yeah. I I could pick one of Yarmolenko and Forsberg and, yeah. you know, whichever one stays in the tournament, I don't care because yeah. I'm going to wild card the other one out. So yeah. that's when I'm using mine in the quarter, right before the quarterfinals and... It just lifts a burden off my shoulders that I'm now focusing purely on one game week with my unlimited transfers right now. Yeah. Okay, well, it sounds like you guys will probably have a similar plan. Nazi, don't worry. We'll drop you that link, yo. We'll sort you up. Yeah. All right, next question. So we got a couple of questions from fans through WhatsApp mainly. Um, so Ian who's in our draft league, he dropped this one. Who's the biggest differential for round of 16 only? And and if you were thinking more long-term, who's the biggest differential for longer? I think Germany. I guess the the question is probably targeting at an individual player, though. Mm. So who from Germany would you think? I think Müller, since he hasn't, like, performed yet. I feel like he's due, but I feel like Kai is just attracting all the goals right now. Kai is, Kai is up there. Um, I think Nabri really has to turn it on at some point. But they both keep getting subbed. That's my problem. And I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. For me, the biggest differential right now is Damsgaard. Yeah, Damsgaard is a nice differential. I really like that next fixture for Denmark. And his price point. I don't think he's going to be well-owned. People aren't even aware of who he is probably i've got two other danish assets that i think could be differentials if you want to punt on denmark is one vas one is definitely vas yeah Yeah, definitely i mean corners i think he can easily get a assist from a christensen header or a vestigard header right yep those guys are towers in box, right? And christensen nearly scored from the set piece before he had that screamer of a finish Jesus, Vincent Company reincarnated. Yeah, man. What a beautiful strike. Yeah, I think Hoybier. Hoybier has three assists, by the way. 
he is playing as a different beast for Denmark versus Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shooting on sight. What annoyed me is that missed penalty. I like I don't even know who's on fans now because does he get them still? But I had bright weight for that game too. I'm like, why isn't the penalty going to the striker? But whatever. Yeah. But yeah, Hoiberg is is looking a different player for sure. 5.5 only, right? Yeah. Serious differential right there, I think. Other than that, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Switzerland, like France, don't look the most convincing defensively, man. Like Switzerland can easily score, I think. Yeah, probably. I mean, Pogba is not a bad shout. I don't think much people are going to go with him. Sarabia? He's having a great... Ooh. Sarabia 6.5? We'll get to Pogba in a sec, but let's discuss Sarabia. So, Sarabia is great price. Uh, to me, it's too much question marks around whether he even starts, though. Agreed. After that performance, I think he'll have to start, but... Yeah. Who knows? But I don't know if we can judge against that pathetic Slovakian performance. Sure, and then why was Danny Olmo all of a sudden bench, right? Like, yeah, I did he even he was, come on he, as a sub? I don't think he so. He did not. No, nope. that's crazy. And we had him like as potential limitless options, potential wildcard options. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I I don't know who else would be like the Yo, biggest differential. If France win the tournament, Pogba is a shout for a player of the tournament. Yeah. Okay, bro. I know, like, I was shouting Pogba and you were like, oh, I'm not like, I'm, I'm iffy on Pogba. And now you're on, on train Pogba. We both got to have Pogba on wildcard. I'm just saying. I, I still might avoid. I don't like where he plays. I mean, I don't like relying on a guy who has to play the best pass in the world just to get an assist. But he's been on point. I don't think it matters where he plays. It doesn't. He's on point right now. Yeah. And he's playing some good football. And I'm going to stick to what I, like, believe in. Because it's it's been working so well so far, right? Fair enough, fair enough. And you know what? Arguably, I would tell you, copy my fucking team. <laughs> 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 Win some goddamn money. But yeah, I think differentials, we can probably move on from there. Sure. So, there were a couple um, discussions amongst the maniacs. And I think Lewis threw out this one. Like, what... How do we feel about premium picks versus budget picks? For example, like Varane versus Kimpembe. So, I don't know. Do you look into their international stats and see if they scored goals for their nation, etc.? See whether they've scored goals for their club in the domestic season, maybe? And then kind of use that as a, a gauge? So, yeah, I think with the extra 5 million you have in the official game, budget isn't that much of an issue anymore. I, I think if you can spirit, go for the bigger goal threat or go for the bigger assist threat. Um, but there are a few cases where the budget option just looks a lot better. For example, Gosens at 5 million. He's cheaper than all of the German defense. I'm not sure anybody's really going for German defense, but, you know, that's an option. Um, like you mentioned, Hoiberg over... I mean, Damsgaard is just 6 million, but over Alaba, for example, I don't see Austria doing well against Italy. Hoiberg is a great budget enabler for your team. Yeah. He's in one of my drafts right now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's there's the debate. 
I think I think it depends on your plan, right? I think you can probably afford to go premium route because you still have that wild card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I don't have any escape routes, I'd probably go cheap route. Um, maybe save a little bit of money in the bank in case I need to make you know one time moves, uh, upgrades, etc. If there's any surprise exits in the tournament. True. True. Yeah, so like the easiest budget versus premium pick I could think of is like Gerard Moreno versus Murata. Yeah, even if Moreno was like more expensive, I'd still go Moreno over Murata. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> no question. Oh man. Uh but Moreno is definitely underpriced. Oh for sure. Yeah. And he's, he's kind of nailed on that spot, right? Yeah. If only he scored the penalty instead of missed it. And if only know, he to. was back on penalties instead of Morato. <laughs> <laughs> well, I doubt he takes the next one. Who does take the next one? Busquets? <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, by the way, did Dubravka end up on positive points? I forgot to check in that game. He must have. He saved Because of the penalty save, right? Yeah. And then but he conceded five goals. He gave an goal. And five goals. So that's like, what? Minus two for the own goal. Minus two for goals conceded. He must have saved at least three shots. Okay. Yeah, he must okay. have ended positive. What a hero. Okay, let's move on to our last question. And the last question coming in from Andrew on WhatsApp. He said, we're having an interesting Euros. It's, it's more that we're seeing the big teams with tons of options are struggling. Whereas... Less talented teams on paper or less teams with less depth, they have a clear game plan because they have a clear starting 11 and they're being more successful or at least consistent. Look at Germany and England versus Netherlands, Italy, and Croatia, right? Guess it can be said that both England and Germany are underperforming. So I guess it's really just your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I kind of get what he's saying, right? It's like, Having those infinite options of Kimmich, Goretzka, and, you know, players playing multiple positions and you can use different systems, etc. Or maybe, you know, France having, like, Benzema. And even though that he looked like absolute garbage before he got his luckiest penalty, that why aren't they sticking to true and tested methods of Giroud, you know, when their squad was a little bit thinner, etc. Or even Portugal, right? Portugal got mad depth, bro. And they're looking like shit half the time if Ronnie's not saving their ass. I'm surprised you didn't mention England yet, but let's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have not fielded, I think, even remotely close to the same lineup each time, right? Yeah. Southgate is just... For the last, like, how many friendlies, too? They've just been rotating constantly. There's no continuity in that team at all. Their second game, I think they rotated both the left-back and the right-back. And then in the yep. third game, I think they switched out their midfield and their centre-back, I want to say. And and Walker came back in for Reese James, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. So a lot of chopping and changing, you know. I mean, like, Grealish was forced because Mount was out, but, like, yeah, so I guess in in that sense, if you want to kind of compare England and Netherlands, let's say, because Netherlands, even though they have depth, you kind of know what their 11 is going to be. Like, Wijnaldum is going to start for sure. Depay is going to start for sure, right? Good chance Weghorst or Malin starts for sure, right? You got Dumfries, DeVry, Delict, Blind, right? PVA, for fuck's sakes. Like, it's a lot more predictable 
than the England squad. And I think German squad, even though they have depth, I think Lowe is just like a hard ass. He's just going to stick to what he thinks is going to work. It's the same thing over and over. I don't know if he changes it up. I think the only real debate is going to be who plays up in top. I think Gretzka comes into the squad now. I think Gondo has to drop out. And I don't know. Muller has to come back in the squad, I assume. Sani maybe drops out. Yeah, but I agree on that. Germany is, I mean, is a bit more predictable than like the Spains and the Englands. Um, Italy is obviously predictable. Yeah, but to kind of break Andrew's point, like even though Italy pretty much fielded a completely different starting eleven, Mancini still managed that shit like a boss. So I feel like manager is what's going to kind of make or break some of the results on paper. I mean, Mancini's had so long with that squad to kind of give them the idea and they know what he's about and they know what he wants. I don't think anyone from England knows what Southgate is about right now. Like, yeah, they know they want to win, but how are they doing that? I don't know. Yeah. Like, he played for the draw, or at least it looks like he played for the draw in that Scotland game. He still looked very shaky in the second half of that last game. Um, yeah, I don't know. It looks like he's accepting results versus chasing them. Which is fine for now, but as soon as they go behind, are they now freed up to actually play football? Or are they just going to like not be able to counter-attack? And what's going to happen? On our Twitter spaces, when I mentioned to England fans that in the second half, they had an XG of 0.00, they didn't seem to care. Yeah, so the question right before that was like, okay, if you're down in the round of 16 to Germany, you're, you're down two goals to one in the second half. Do you trust England to come back into it before the final whistle, right? All the fans said yes. But then like you watch that England performance there are no clear goal-scoring opportunities being formed. Like, yeah, they can probably come back, but how are they doing it? Yeah, and I mean, that German team is a bit leaky, but we'll, we'll kind of break down the fixtures and stuff when we get to the, to the drafting, which is actually now, because we're done the question. Sure, sure. So let's start talking about uh, our strategies and our teams and our drafts that we came up with so far. So again, we're going to have two different strategies, right? You're going to have the the wildcard draft, right? Uh, and I'll have the no wildcard draft. Yeah. I don't know it. who you want to... Do you want to go? Do you want to get started? Why don't you get started? Sure. Uh, official game right now, I kind of just tinkered with this and it's still a work in progress, but up top I have Benzema. I'm not trusting him, but he's just there because he's the cheapest of the three. Immobile and Depay. Um, in mid I have... Wijnaldum, Sarabia, Yarmolenko, Havertz, and Damsgaard. In defense, I have Spinozola, Laporte over Alba. I have Mela, I have Dumfries, and I have Danielson from Sweden. And in goal, I have Donnarumma, and I have Simone. I really like the Chiro pick. Like, he was also in my thoughts. Depay for sure goes in. Wijnaldum for sure goes in. Sarabia, I think, is is that one of those sort of punt picks that you were talking, right? Along the likes of Yarmolenko. That because you have the wild card, it's something that you can fix right away, right? Same thing like Benzema, even. You don't know if Deschamps changes things up and brings Giroud back into the squad, right? Because yep. Benzema sucks at holding up the ball for France. 
Um, Spinazzola, I think, amazing. Laporte, I think, is a good Spain differential defense because I feel like most will probably settle on Alba, given he's mm-hmm. had the armband, the attacking returns, etc. But, I mean, Laporte has proven that he's also a goal threat from set pieces, right? Yep. I like the Mele pick. I like the Dumfries pick. Donnarumma is a given. Unai Simon, maybe we could probably argue that because, like, you did kind of explain it to me about, like, having the same defender, the same goalkeeper for both um, backup and starting options, right? So I'm a little surprised that you went with that, role. I think it's just his price. He's cheaper than, like, the Pickfords. He's cheaper than the Loris. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not keen on him. Okay. I might actually take him off for, like, Robin Olsen or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Havertz pick, I love. The Damsgaard pick, I love. The Danielson pick, I'm confused as fuck. Why? I just think one of the teams, Ukraine or Sweden, will show up. Yeah. I, I don't know which, but yeah. I'm willing to gamble because I have the wild card. You you know the, uh what is it? the I guess the strategy that we've kind of rolled out while making our picks and stuff. You know the data that we've been collecting in the background. So again, shout out to XG Philosophy on Twitter. Go follow them. We've been kind of collecting the XG data, etc. So, I mean, if you look at the player stats sheet that we have, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I know our listeners can't see it, but we kind of just calculated like the XG total, the XGC total, and just kind of tabulated the data based on like the knockout fixtures, etc. So yeah, based on like the data we collected and everything, the Sweden and Ukraine fixture is interesting as fuck because Sweden's XG total is 4.93. Ukraine's XG total is 4.71. I hope this is right. Like, you can go fucking add this shit up and calculate it yourself. Uh, but the XGC total for Sweden is 5.48, which is apparently the dead same as Ukraine. So, is this game just going to be full of goals? It could be. And, you know, Sweden has probably been overperforming on their defense. Ukraine, on the other hand, have been conceding. So, yeah, it could really just be goals. That's why I'm a little confused on why you would want to go defensively for Sweden. Like, I know they've kept a couple of clean sheets, but it was against one of them being what? Uh, Was one of them Slovakia? Yeah. Yeah, one of them was Slovakia, right? So One England, one Slovakia, I think. Wait, was it England? What was no, it? No, was it? It was England. Hold on. What? Sweden's in England's group? No. What? No. Uh, Spain. 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 Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Spain's group. Yeah, yeah. So one of them was Slovakia was and one of them was Spain. Spain. And yeah, the one against Spain. Spain was an Olsen masterclass. Oh, yeah. Wow. Right? So that's why I'm a little iffy on your... I agree. Go one Ukraine, one uh, Sweden. I have that in one of my drafts because I think that's a, that's a fair risk to take. So the thing is... Uh, Augustinson, yeah, I think, yeah, and Danielson are both solid set piece threats from what I've seen, yeah. So that's that's why I've went um Danielson, but Augustinson is is also in my thoughts. Yeah, but agreed. Um, if I'm going Robin Olsen in goal instead of Simon, I would probably, I don't know, drop Danielson and pick up someone else. I mean. We, we could kind of use my strategy to kind of maybe address 
the concerns that I have with your squad because I mean at the end of the day it's your team you have to go with what your gut reaction is or instinct or whatever it is that's what I tell people right we'll try to give you as much good information but at the end of the day it's your choice right that's the reason like why I ended up with Perisic in my squad because I think Ryan even you said on air like you weren't a fan of it maybe like not something you would punt on but it could pay off right so the strategy that I have with the no wild card is basically that I've got to pick teams that I think are going to go as far as possible, right? Yep. So I set up the predictor sheet and all that sort of stuff. And there's also fixtures that I'm going to target, teams that I'm going to target, but also fixtures that I'm going to avoid and teams that I'm going to avoid, right? So right off the bat, I was going to just target the France-Switzerland game sure. the netherlands czech republic game sure and then the italy austria game i think you can like definitely load up on italy france and netherlands more so italy and netherlands than france agreed uh and i think you can go on the max limit maybe for each right and the the fixtures that i kind of wanted to avoid were like england germany i have no idea how that's gonna go sweden D- ukraine no idea how that's gonna go wales denmark same thing. Belgium, Portugal, even worse. And same with Croatia, Spain. So you don't think Spain makes your list? Man, honestly, I feel like Croatia's now kind of hitting a little bit of maturity and a little bit of form and, like, the team is kind of coming together. Like, Perisic pulled out two big performances, man. And, like, those guys are tournament players. Like, that midfield of Modric, Kovacic, and, I don't know, Brozovic or whoever he wants to start next to them, I don't know, Croatia could end up stifling the Spain squad that, you know what, people might just be like, oh, Spain scored five goals. But if anyone actually watched the game, like, anyone could have scored five goals against that Slovakia team. And keep a clean sheet, I guess, because they didn't threaten at all. At all. Um, Yeah, no, that's fair. What about... uh, So, okay, you said Italy, they play in the first game, they... Netherlands playing the second game day and France playing the third game day, but you still probably need a captain option from that final game day. So you need one English, German, Swedish, or Ukrainian player. Yeah, that's true. And the debate with Sweden and Ukraine, Yeah, it's really, there's been one standout performer from both teams. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I want to see a couple. So, okay, Ukraine is a bit more spread out. Yeah. You, but yeah. Forsberg for, for Sweden, for sure. Yeah. For and, sure, yeah. And Isaac, but Isaac hasn't gotten any points. That's the problem. Even though Isaac looks good, the points have not come, and that's a little bit of a worry for me. Yeah, so I kind of just put him in my team, actually, just as a punt. But Yeah, uh, so I can run through the drafts that I made. I came up with two drafts, and they're kind of similar, kind of different. One of the drafts has, like, KDB in it because I was like maybe I should stick in a, an expensive asset somewhere in case a team gets dumped I can make an easy transfer across and not kind of waste a move just trying to make money for another spot sort of thing um, so the first template I'll run through uh, the forwards are Memphis Depay, Moreno and Yaramchuk the midfielders are Pogba, Wijnaldum Forsberg, KDB Insignia and the defenders are Was, Bonucci, Dumfries, Spinozola, and Mele with Gigi Donnarumma and Stecklenberg as my goalkeepers. Again, to me, there's a toss-up between Forsberg and Yarmolenko. But if you're going Yaramchuk up top, then 
that makes sense. You're kind of punting on one or the other. Yeah. Insigne over Brody is a bit of a question mark for me just because I found Brody looked like he offered more for cheaper. Agreed. But if you have no budget constraints, then fine. Vass I like as a pick. Stecklenburg in goal, he's a cheap goalkeeper, solid. Pogba could be solid as well. And it avoids the lottery of up top, right? Like, you don't have to pick Mbappe, you don't have to pick Greasy or Benzema. Yeah, because we don't know who's on penalties, who's taking corners, because Mbappe took the only corner that France got against Portugal in that game. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Greasy didn't take it, huh? No, no. So we don't know who's on pens, who's on corners, who's doing what. So that's why I was like, just go Pogba and hope for, hope that he feeds any one of those three. So I like the triple Italy defense as well, but I think you need a contingency. In case Austria scores. Yeah. yeah. So like double Denmark and triple Italy is a bit too much in one basket. Yeah, because Wales could easily score as well. Yeah. Yeah, so the second template that I have, kind of similar, uh, kind of different, just the price, um, the money went into the forwards more. So up top, I've got Depay, Yaramchuk, and Cristiano Ronaldo. In midfield, I've got Wijnaldum, Berardi, Pogba, Hoybier, and Forsberg. In defense, I've got Alba, Bonucci, Varane, Spinozola, and Dumfries. And in the nets, I've got Donnarumma and Stecklenburg. Comments on these? So in this one, I think I like it a bit more than the last. It seems more all-rounded to me. Varane, I think, will do well. I think France actually have to show up and they should be able to keep a clean sheet or keep Switzerland out. Um, Jordi Alba, he has been bombing forward, putting in those crosses. Probably should have gotten a bit more last game and got his yellow card. So my concern for anybody who's not on a wild card or still has their wild card sorry is look into those players who have one yellow card those don't get waived until the quarterfinals so i may like avoid a alba over laporte just because if he picks up a second yellow card you lose him for the quarterfinals for sure that's a great shot um but yeah i like the hoiberg pick i like the forsberg pick i I guess I'm struggling to see why Benucci over... I guess you just don't know who's going to play on the right or who's going to play the next centre-back position. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to predict... I don't want, at this stage, with no chips, no wildcard, I don't want to play the guessing game. I don't want to sweat and be worried about it. So. so so, do you not feel like you're missing out on Maela here? In the second template card? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, given the Alba yellow card stuff, because I honestly forgot about that completely. That's a great reminder for all our listeners. Is yeah, if I'm considering that, then Alba would go to melee, and I'm pretty sure in both of these squads, I had like a a million and a bit left. Okay. In each. Yeah, I think Yaremchuk and Moreno will do that for you. Yeah. The one concern I have with Yaremchuk in both squads, um, if he drops out it's going to be very difficult to replace him with a standard forward. Like, his price is so low yeah. that you'll have to pick up someone that's not quite premium. And I'm not sure they have that many options. Yeah. Especially if you have Moreno also in your squad. And th- that's the other thing is that if you max out, like, go four players on Italy, four players on Netherlands, like, 
doesn't that limit increase as well every round you go into the tournament as well? So listeners, you want to kind of keep track of that, right? The number of players that you can own per team and the number of chances you get per round. Because if that's the case, then if I can get like five Netherlands, I would I would go Yaramchuk to Weghorst or Malen if they make right. it through to the next round, right? So there are assets, there are cheaper assets that you could potentially pick up. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a there is a Dutch asset that is about his price. Yeah, true. So so definitely read over the rules. Check how much like you're allowed in terms of flexibility moving forward for each round. So we've been recording for nearly two hours. We should probably start wrapping things up. Uh, in terms of the team that we're gonna settle in, uh, obviously it's gonna it's not gonna be what we announce on air. It's gonna change. We're gonna fucking over tinker as we always do. Um, do you have any maybe tips for like draft or final tips for like wildcard teams that you're setting, etc.? Uh, I mean, really and truly just sit down with, I guess, pencil and paper or a spreadsheet or whatever and predict what teams you think will make it to the semis, make it to the finals and back those teams. You really just have to kind of throw, take a gamble and just back those teams because otherwise... If you just spread it out too much, you're going to have players that go home. You're going to be in trouble. And this applies on both draft, on both the official game, on fan team, everything. Off the top of my mind, like if you can, the teams, again, I because I don't have the wild card, I would say go get France, go get Italy, go get Netherlands and just have fun with the rest. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Okay, cool. So, um... I think we can sign off. I got to come up with like a witty name for the podcast. Um, I don't know. I think we're going to be recording again. Like we said, we could between the knockout stages because we do get like that day gap here and there. Um, if you've gotten to this part of the podcast, come listen to our Twitter spaces. We are on half an hour before every game, half an hour after every game. Just come listen to us. Chat shit, it's bands, pure bands. And if you ha- if you can't understand half of the accents, it's because it's mostly a Trinidadian audience that is just using strict lingo. And it's beautiful. And you're going to hear from people from Trinidad, people from Barbados, people from the UK, like Ryo mentioned. It's starting to grow into an international platform, just giving a chance to all fans all over the world to just share their opinion about their team or about football in general so i hope it becomes something big and i you know what hope it influences the next generation of footballers from trinidad so we can go watch another world cup together i mean your second world cup but yeah yeah on that note i think we can sign off it's been a fantastic start i can't wait to see where the euros or what the euros is going to kick up next so yeah We'll see you on the next pod. Peace. Peace.